While I generally hate the Big Bang Theory, there was one episode where Sheldon explains why he hates gifts because there is uh, an expectation differential there because you have to be equal because if someone gives you a better gift, you then feel indebted to them. But if they give you a worse gift, it's one of those things. You don't know what to expect ahead of time. You don't know how to navigate that. And this can be a very, very difficult thing if you're not on the same wavelength and don't have that. Episode 49, Christmas is Autistic. Welcome to the Autistic Culture Podcast. Each episode, we dive deep into autistic contributions to society and culture by introducing you to some of the world's most famous and successful autistics in history. Before we get started, a quick disclaimer on how we use the word autistic. The purpose of this show is not to diagnose the people or characters we discuss as autistic. While some may have announced being autistic, what we're really sharing here is our observation of what is representative of autistic culture. It can sometimes be difficult for autistic people to celebrate our natural tendencies and traits due to the perception of autism as a disorder that needs to be fixed, a long history of damaging medical interventions to get autistics to fit in with mainstream culture, and protective masking skills many of us have developed to try to stay safe. Whether you are autistic or just love someone who is, your hosts, Dr. Angela Loria, the linguistic autistic. And licensed psychological practitioner, Matt Lowry, welcome you to take this time to be fully immersed in the language, values, traditions, norms, and identity of Autistica. Merry Christmas, Angela. I am here for it. Happy holidays. Let's bring it. We have all sorts of neat stuff to talk about today. And uh, if our calculations are correct, hopefully our listeners will get this uh, on Christmas Day. So uh, we they will be Where able to listen to- you might need it most. Exactly. If you, if you need a little respite and some time in Autistica, join us in the magical land where you are free to be you. Exactly. Because this is the thing. It, so Halloween is my personal favorite holiday because uh, Halloween is all about uh, scaring people, wearing costumes and getting candy. Masks. It, masks, masking, unmasking, being the real you. You can wear whatever you want on that day. Uh, and it doesn't have any social obligations to go along with it other than to just go around and scream at people and get candy. Uh, I, I do like Christmas. My son is a huge, huge Christmas fan, but I've always been plagued by all of the overstimulation and all of the family obligations and all of that kind of stuff that goes along with it. So uh, my, my own personal history is sort of complicated, but that's why I like a number of these Christmas shows that uh, were written by autistic people because it, it sort of relates to my experience. But uh, today I want to cover... Uh, such a like mixed bag right it is like there's all these there's there's so many magical things about christmas and there's so many autistic things about christmas and we're going to talk about them and celebrate them and then i just want to acknowledge if you're listening to this because you just had a hard time or you're about to have a hard time like that is part of it too um i i am yeah, I've got I've got Christmas trauma. Yeah. I've got a lot of Christmas. Tra- I have so much Christmas trauma. Yeah, but uh, there is some magic to the season, and yeah, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Watching Charlie Brown's Christmas special being one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, well, yeah, Charlie Brown. Of course, we did the episode about Charles Schultz, and Charlie Brown's big thing is that he doesn't feel the way he's supposed to feel because he's he's autistic. He sees all these other people having this joy of the season and he, he eventually likes that. Well, Snoopy is all about crass commercialism, getting the doghouse all made up, getting his award for his lights and everything. And Charlie Brown really wants something that, you know, makes him feel the season in this little tree 
taking care of the little tree and making it beautiful, this is a big thing because that that's what Charles Schultz really resonated with. And uh, I I have a little tree, but it's a fake little tree, which accidentally feeds into the capitalism stuff that Charlie Brown was against. Right. But uh, you know, it's it's the hopefully the thought that counts. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, Charlie Brown uh, kind of exemplifies that there's a lot of stuff going on in the season. There's plays, there's lights, there's trees, there's all of this stuff. But what what gives us that dopamine rush, that feeling that we really, really need? And uh, that, that that's sort of a sense of community and a sense of family. And when he has that little tree and he's able to take care of it and make it feel better, that's a big thing. And a lot of us lack that because, again, uh, neurotypical people tend to be able to bond over just about anything. They get together, get drunk, they, you know, do whatever they do. And and we, on the other hand, we have very uh, specific... Matt, I, th- I believe the what they do is discuss sports ball and the weather. Of course, yeah, yeah, because again, the weather could be too hot you or too may cold. Have forgotten briefly. Yes, yes, yeah, and, it and they all ask each other for fun or too rainy. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are you fine? How have you been? Yeah. Same old, same old. Yeah, exactly. We, we could do our neurotypical accent discussion. Like, yeah. Are you fine? I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you I'm fine? I'm fine. fine. <laughs> the weather is weather today. <laughs> And it's oh my god! How is the food? The food is good. There is so much food. That's the thing. Oh my uh, goodness! I do f- not want to eat all the food. I have eaten too much food. I will eat less food. Let us stand around the food. Exactly. Let, let us look through who brought the food. Oh, that they, they do not bring the food. Let's talk bad about this person who is not here. Then the person walks through the door. Oh, we're so glad you're here. And you know it's but that's okay. So the food thing. Uh, my son is not a fan of turkey. I I okay so. I initially really, really hated stuffing, but I found that it's a textural thing. And if I puree the living hell out of it before I cook it, it turns into like turkey bread. And I love my turkey because bread. Because it's just bread. I was going yeah. to tell you it's bread. It is. Surprise. It, it is. It is. It's just, and we love bread. Yeah, it, it's savory bread. And therefore, it is good. And it's the only stuffing that I will eat. I love potatoes. I love rolls. I, uh, I'll make some green beans. Uh, my son doesn't like any of it. So we, we will get uh, a 40-piece chicken McNugget platter. And I have a fancy silver platter that I will put the McNuggets on just for the sake of serving it fancy-like. And I'll put pictures on autistic connections for everybody to see because this is the way. But that's that's the thing. I mean, you can be overloaded with food options or you can be like one of the people who just sits and eats the rolls, you know, because rolls are always safe. Unless, you know, I don't know, they're, they're like, I don't know. What, I can't think of it. Rolls have never betrayed me. Yeah, rolls are pretty, rolls are pretty trustworthy. I struggle with like super, I'm like a super taster. So I'm like sensory avoidant with food and the whole garlic, Uh, sometimes a garlic roll can be too much for me, but I'm like 99% of the time rolls are on my side. I haven't had garlic rolls for Christmas, but. But the Italian, yes. Yeah, Paul struggles with the nuts when people want to put like walnuts in the Why do people put bread? random nuts in things? No, it's very difficult. It's a for very him. weird textural, unpleasant surprise. You, you like bite into it and it's crunchy for some reason. Why? Why? It's a betrayal. And it's, it's like the fruitcake. Who designed the fruitcake? Why is it? Why does it exist? What uh, God turned his back for one day, the fruitcake was created and now we're stuck with it. Yep. I mean, it's bad. I, I just, uh, uh, but that's, and, the, and this is the thing, because when you go to somebody's house, it's rude apparently to not eat all the food. It's rude to just. That's the really hard one. What is up with it's that? Ru- oh, just try it. No, you should try it. It's so good. And you look at it and your soul knows like, I'm glad it's good for other people. Yeah. This body does not want that item. Yeah. No, just try it. Just try a little. You should. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, no. Especially given the different want. ways I that want it's. I pre- Yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> given the different ways it's prepared. Because for maybe 20 years, I thought I hated turkey. But it's because they got the turkey immediately out of the oven, cut it up and let it cool and then put it in the refrigerator and it became as dry as sandpaper. 
because there was no moisture in that turkey. And when I right. cook it, I, I, I let it sit for a while before cutting into it. And I serve it hot and it's it's delicious and then of course you know i let the rest of the turkey sit on you know the bones and i put it in the refrigerator and i'm able to cut it later it's still nice and juicy because you know it has texture and it has flavor instead of just being this the like sawdust compressed into mm. like meat and it's it's one of those things because there's so many variables involved with the food preparation, with the people, who's going to be there, how long are people going to be there? Do you have to look surprised when people give you socks as a present? Ooh, or happy when people give you something you don't want. I messed that up so exactly. bad. Because, so there's this or thing like that we have. Or like if you get a repeat gift. Yes. Like if yeah. I get a repeat gift, my mouth seems to say, oh, I already have this. And yeah, yeah, what it exactly. means, I want to translate that for you, Matt. It means I already have this. Because I liked it enough mean, to buy it for myself. Right. But it doesn't mean you're a bad person. I hate you. Yeah. I hate your gifts. I'm not a thoughtful person. It doesn't mean yeah. I'm a narcissist. It doesn't mean I'm selfish. It literally means I already have this. It is a statement yeah. of fact. A and then my mom would statement. be like, why are you trying to embarrass me? Where, because I was supposed to know you're supposed to lie. So if like Mrs. Prophet gives me a book I already have and I'm eight years old, I'm supposed to know I'm a rude asshole child if I say frog and toad together, I already have this. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bad kid. For, well, oh, how would I know lie to Mrs. Prophet? You did tell me never lie. Do you remember yeah. the part about never lying? Christmas is the season of lies, children. I, it really is the season of lies. It's yeah. very confusing. Yeah, it's, it's it, so confusing. I, I learned way back when that uh, I had to script responses to, why, wow, thank you very much. I appreciate your gift. And it's, I mean, regardless of what it was or, you know, if uh, my, I, I, I am fortunate enough to have a lot of autistic relatives on my mom's side. And like there, there was uh, one year where uh, my, one of my autistic cousins gave me a popcorn tin. And I was like genuinely happy to say, like, oh, it's popcorn. That's great. And of course, they they thought it was a scripted response. And I was like, no, I genuinely like the popcorn. Please continue this trend every year and get me more popcorn because there's popcorn and an enormous tin that I can store things in after I wash it thoroughly. And, you know, I love those big tins of popcorn. Yeah, oh, you can, give me that yeah, popcorn. it's so good. I'm mm -hmm. just sitting there all Christmas Eve eating caramel popcorn and the cheesy popcorn and the butter popcorn. That's it. And like, I want cheese. Yeah. Cheese, butter, caramel. Don't get fancy. Yeah. I don't want your like Parmesan truffle shit. Just give oh, me God. the cheddar cheese orange, the caramel, and the butter. Yeah. Bring it yeah, in that's, the tin. That's, the, and, uh, that's Christmas. Yeah, definitely give me that. I'm good for that. We are thrilled to announce the launch of the Autistic Culture Podcast Tea Public Store. Woohoo! You can now get t shirts, hoodies, mugs, and more featuring original designs related to autism and our show. Whether you want to showcase your autistic pride, spark conversations, or just share your love of the podcast, we've got some cool merch options for you. And guess what? Our paid subscribers on Substack get a special 10% off code for the store. If you subscribe to our newsletter at autisticculture.substack.com, you will get exclusive subscriber content plus a 10% discount code you could use at our Public merch store. Every purchase helps support our show. So if you want to proudly display your autism ally status and values, browse the store today and be sure to tag us on social media showing off your gear. We just want to say thanks to all of our listeners and our paid subscribers, especially for making this podcast possible. All of the money from our Tee Public store goes to pay our amazing staff and we could not do this without your support. We hope you love the merchandise. I love it, Matt. I, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait for my mugs and magnets and stickers and uh, various pillows to show up because there's a certain source of pride that comes from having your quote on a pillow. So I'm excited. Find us at Tee Public or look for the link in the show notes. 
the, the same cousin decided uh, one year to have a contest where uh, uh, at, at Easter, where she would put a bunch of jelly beans in a mason jar, and we were supposed to guess how many jelly beans were there were. And I was like, well, I'm going to count how many rows there are of jelly beans and how many there are across, and have an estimate based Abby. on like an extra fifteen. And I got it within three jelly beans, and she was like, did you hear me put them in there? And I was like. No, no, I just counted and counted and counted and calculated. And she's like, well, here's your jelly beans. And I was like, oh, neat. So I still have that jar and the number. So, yeah, because, you know, autistic. Winner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just I'm a math, vampire. I can it, just count things. Yeah. But, they but look that, at it and they're like, 625. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Top yeah. down versus bottom up processing. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. This is the way. And so that, but that's the thing. It's just, it's a, it's a minefield of social expectations and trying to be, trying not to be rude, trying to feel that Christmas joy that is advertised two months in advance that says that if you get the perfect gift, this, this will, uh, and that's, so again, with the bottom up processing, I am a, an incredibly specific and thoughtful gift giver. Uh, I, an ex I had many, many years ago, uh, she was into keychains, right? So uh, I decided I was going to handcraft 100 keychains. And I, uh, I, I remembered all the stuff that she loved from her childhood. Like she got a, she, she remembered that she had a Cabbage Patch Big Wheel, right? So I got a Big Wheel keychain, just off the rack Big Wheel keychain. I painted it in Cabbage Patch colors, sculpted a little Cabbage Patch kid face on the uh, keychain with epoxy putty, uh, put little streamers on it, uh, built a little box, put it in the little box, moved on. Uh, built this, uh, made a Happy Meal box out of putty, uh, all this stuff, and put it in there. And uh, uh, I'm convinced this ex was also autistic. Uh, and uh, she had issues with uh, her second grade teacher who would treat her poorly. And she would stay home from school because she would get anxious and have an upset stomach, as is our way. And she would watch Emily, I Dream of Jeannie. See Emily Dickinson for details. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and she would watch I Dream of Jeannie and pretend she was in the Jeannie bottle. So I looked up what the Jeannie bottle was. And it turns out it was a 1963 or 64 Jim Beam decanter that they just bought off the rack, painted up a whole bunch of stuff. And it's just a regular liquor bottle and you can get them on eBay for like 50 bucks. So I got one and I meticulously painted it to look exactly like the show. Uh, and I sewed up little p pillows, shoved the little pillows in there. Uh, because again, you can rattle around here, the pillows, you can't see the pillows, but you know, they're in there. And then I put a note in there, you know, wishing her a Merry Christmas. And so I gave her a hundred keychains and the genie bottle. Uh, and I was like, yes, this is, uh, I, I have, I have achieved Christmas. I have done the effort and, uh, she gave me a desk chair because she didn't like my desk chair. Oh, oh. well, that sounds like she got that for her. I yeah. will take this as an opportunity to say, if you are in the market for an amazing boyfriend located in Kentucky, <laughs> uh, Matt is on the market. I would like a boyfriend who makes me a hundred keychains. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's that, very that's, impressive. That I, is some good that. boyfriend material. I yeah, don't I, like that she didn't appreciate it, but that well, is oh, oh, she definitely so appreciated risk. It. Uh, it's, oh. Uh, oh, she just didn't. That wasn't yeah. gifts aren't her love language. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's so much risk. Every gift That's you the receive thing. is a risk, and then every gift you give is a risk. Yeah, and sensitive sets uh, expectation sensitivity. Yes, and Christmas, it's hard to find that magic. I think that's like the lights. Um, like I, I know you have the Christmas dragon near you. For oh, yeah. us, it was like Hubbard Park. Yeah. Every year, the lights are pretty much the same. We've got a little Loch Ness monster thing going in the middle of Hubbard Park in my uh, hometown in oh, Meriden, awesome. Connecticut. And you drive around, and there's like a globe, and it lights up, and like I know what each of the displays are and when they're coming as you drive through the park. Yes, and I get so excited to see them every year when I do the drive through. And sometimes they add a new display, and I guess maybe sometimes they take one away, but it's pretty rare. It's like, oh, they added the tulips this year. They added a reindeer, but that to me is like such a safe part of Christmas. It is it's like. I am expecting the lights or Handel's Messiah, like a sing-along, a Messiah sing-along. I love the things that happen the exact same, but gifts are like this minefield of... They are. 
And, oh my and, God. And I want to talk more about the lights in a minute because, you know, my son loves lights. But uh, it, so while I generally hate the Big Bang Theory, there was one episode where Sheldon explains why he hates gifts because there is uh, an expectation differential there. Because, you know, you have to be equal because if someone gives you a better gift, you then feel indebted to them. But if they give you a worse gift, you, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You don't know what to expect ahead of time. You don't know how to navigate that. And this can be a very, very difficult thing. If you're not on the same wavelength, you don't have that. No, no. Uh, Because again, yeah, that's socially unacceptable. Very confusing. Yeah. I do really appreciate like when people are like, how much are we going to spend on each other this year? Like most of the time that's like really inappropriate, especially like new girlfriend. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Are you thinking you're going to get me like one practical present? Because I was going for a big romantic grand gesture. Yeah, like that's, really. that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, uh, there was one year with uh, my son's mother and I, I just said, I want these little robots and I want you to write a story about the little robots. That's what I wanted. And uh, she, she uh, my son surprised us two months early. So we, I never got the story. But, you know, it's it's one of those things. But, yeah, it's that, that's the thing. It's I, I like handcrafted Wait, stuff. Wait, if you asked... I know that you had a preemie, so it messed it up. But if you ask for a gift, Mm -hmm. if you're like, I want the robots and please write a story. And then you get the robots in the story. Mm -hmm. Does that, is that satisfying to you? Because I also have a little of, I want to be surprised. Like if I have to tell you to write a story, it's less good than if Well, that's the thing. Uh, I I would figure that the story itself would be a surprise because I didn't know what the story would be about. Mm, you so you try to build in surprise. You're yeah, very creative. Exactly. Yeah, because you know I I I am a fan of uh, unique handmaids. As, as I've got uh, lots of neat stuff around me, and a lot of it is handmade. And uh, uh, I've got my uh, where is it? Uh, clear Chewbacca up there, and uh, the the mask made of zippers, and my holder for my Kyber crystals, and all kinds of neat stuff. But you know, it's, yeah, it's I I, I like because again I. I like expensive stuff. Who doesn't? But I like the I like the show of effort. I like to know that uh, someone values me enough to 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 put creative energy into it. Because I mean, anybody can mm. go and get like a an Amazon gift card or something. Uh, it's just I, I want to know that someone values me, and that's that's what uh, even if they don't spend anything on me, just to show that they care. That's that's where I feel it. Mm, and yeah. it's and my, I think that my son is very much the same way because oh so this goes back to the Christmas in the park. My son loves Christmas in the park more than just about anything, and he's he's memorized the layout of Christmas in the park just like you. And every, every year, there's a few things that are different. Like this year, the green igloo is in a different place, so he'll say, "Where'd the green igloo go? There's the green igloo," and he'll look for it and. We, we record it every year, and even throughout the year, he'll watch Christmas in the Park videos through July because he loves Christmas in the Park. That's where we found the Christmas dragon. Uh, that's it, He loves lights more than anything. So I have been accumulating Christmas in the Park playsets. So uh, I've, for instance, like the green igloo, I found a, a plastic igloo off of Amazon, painted it green. He's like, oh, I have a green igloo toy and we need some polar bears and some uh, 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 penguins. This year, Hallmark made a Loch Ness monster ornament with Santa that looks a lot like the Christmas dragon. So it's a good enough surrogate until we get an actual Christmas dragon toy. He's got the Christmas whale. While we were out yesterday, Target had this like little pond for like two bucks that we can put the Christmas whale on and the Christmas dragon on to drive Thomas uh, around the, the, the Christmas pond. So now he's going to have Thomas the train take Bluey and Bingo around to see Christmas in the park. And he is so hyped about that. Uh, because his lights are like his favorite thing. He loves them so much. Uh, he, uh, we, we put up the Christmas tree right after Halloween because he wanted to see the lights. We've got lights in the kitchen. We've got lights all over the place. He'll just sit there just, uh, I, I 
So one of the great things I love about Christmas, we do have traditions, we do have expectations. Uh, the if you get a chance, the Thomas the Train Christmas special with Bruno. Bruno explains oh, that he never lo- seen that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, Bruno the autistic train, uh, canonically autistic, explicitly autistic, played by an autistic kid written by an autistic person, uh, explains that he likes Christmas because the Christmas tree is a scheduled place to put gifts. And it's all about uh, uh, the giant Christmas tree has been held up. They can't put up this giant Christmas tree. Bruno really wants to put his star on the Christmas tree. So they have to find a new place to put Bruno's star. And again, with all the schedule and all that, it, it just fits. But uh, I have a selected group of like Christmas ornaments and Christmas village stuff that my son loves so much. I've got this tiny, uh, the year my son was born, I got this uh, Hallmark ornament that Santa, when you press a button, Santa goes down the chimney, sings up on the housetop, delivers some presents in this little scene, the windows close, he comes back on the roof and, you know, the reindeer fly off. It's a little mechanized wonder. He loves it so much. I've had to change the batteries twice already because he just plays it and plays it and plays it. And he gets so hyped into it. He starts giggling and clapping that he loves it so much. Mm. And this, this is what we call a glimmer. It is the opposite of a trigger. Triggers are things like, you know, unexpected stuff or noises, which we'll get into the Grinch in just a minute, that make us freak out and, you know, hate life. Glimmers are stuff that bring us unimaginable joy that we can't control our bodies. So when he's doing this and he's doing it over and over and over again, he's able to make a repeatable action and he knows what to expect and he's waiting for it to happen and it happens. He's so gleeful that he starts dancing in place and clapping and laughing and having this great time. And it's, it's the greatest thing ever. And he has this ritual. Every time he comes home to my house, he goes around and individually turns on each of the houses, each of the uh, uh, LED candles, uh, each of the Christmas village pieces. He turns them all on, turns off the big light and sits and looks at their glow. And he just, it, it's its a source of joy and peace. And then he will tell me about every single one of them. And he will say, Metal Church is light up. I was like, yeah, Metal Church is light up. M- metal House is light up. Christmas Post Office is light up. I was like, you're right. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. And he'll just give me that a little tour. True. And he loves it. So you confessed to me recently, which I do think is wrong, that you have only seen Moana once. The correct this number is- of times to see Moana is 385. Oh, but, yes. Um Let's see if you remember the seat. Do you remember the Tamatoa, the big crab that was sitting on the pile of treasure? Yes, yes. So, okay, so he sits on the treasure and he sings shiny. Yes, yes. Um, Like that whole song is shiny. And and then he goes through every single thing and he's like, shiny, I will sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck. Just a sec. And then he goes through each one, shine it like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck. Like, and, yeah, it, yeah. and he's each from the, the, the uh, Concords. Yeah, he's from Flight of the Concords. Oh, is that? Uh, oh, yeah. I did oh, not what's know his name? That. I the, the guy I always confuse for Matt. Yeah, Jermaine Clement. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was in other things. He, to me, he's just a crab. Oh, yes. Who yeah, likes yeah. Shiny things. That is the. Epic glimmer, autistic glimmer moment. Very much and so, he's yes. Like, I have all my things and they're in one room and then I can look at them and then you come and you might be trying to steal it. But while you're here, let me explain you. First, I explain you this one. Then I explain you this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, like with the Kinsey organizing and sorting and, you know, just having the joy of the display and explaining it all. He's a, my son is a little museum curator that he shows off all of his stuff. And I'm like, yes, I know, son, I bought it for you before you were bored, but thank you for explaining it to him because he's like, no, I have inherited. This is inherently mine now. I will explain it to you because I know it far better than you. And yes, 
He loves his shinies. Oh, oh, he does. Well, he doesn't know this, but his birthday is coming up this week. And I found uh, by this time that he, it, but it'll be out. But I found a pack of shiny Thomas trains that has four Thomas trains: Thomas, Percy, Nia, and Kana. And they're all vac metalized and super shiny. He's gonna lose it. It's gonna be great. Love it. Love it. Shinies. And uh, in contrast, yesterday while we were out, uh, we we went into a Walmart and the guy out in front was ringing a bell and he put his hands over his ears because he didn't want to hear the bell. And uh, the guy said, I bet you want to ring the bell, don't you? And he kept trying to hand Emmett the bell. And my son just kept had his hands over his ears. And I was like, we're not big on noise. Thanks. Because again, it's it just it stabs at you, and this is why. So so there's a bit of a backstory for the Grinch, right? Uh, so okay for for the Grinch, I am not counting the Jim Carrey movie. I haven't seen it. I'm not counting the CGI movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, although Benedict Cumberbatch with the Sherlock link, uh, all of it, you know, smog, you know, it maybe we probably, watch it someday. Yeah. So so if uh, both uh, the Grinch and Horton Hears a Who were animated by the legendary Chuck Jones, right? And Horton Which Hears I a Who we is... we talked about in animation is autistic. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so the, the story of Horton Hears a Who is that there's a, Horton is an elephant who uh, there, there's this little dust speck and he hears the Who's in the dust speck. And in the dust speck, there is Whoville with the Who's and they all, you know, say, oh, yes, we're here. And uh, they're... Uh, Horton tries to tell everyone that he can hear who's and they say, oh, you're insane. Everybody thinks that Horton is crazy. And these evil monkeys try to boil the dust speck in boiling oil, which would kill all the who's. So the who's need to make as much noise as possible to be heard so they won't be boiled alive. And in doing so, uh, Horton Hears a Who was animated after the Grinch. And as a cost-saving measure, they you, they reused a lot of scenes from the Grinch with like the Jing Tinglers strapped to their heels and the drums and all this stuff as a way to make noise. So, but the Who's are saved by making noise, right? So if we say that the Who's in Whoville in Horton Hears a Who are the same Whoville in the Grinch, we can establish that their version of Christmas is not who Jesus. Their version of Christmas is the day they had to make all the noise to save everybody from the boiler monkeys. And this is the mm-hmm. reason why the Who's in Whoville have to make a bunch of noise every Christmas, because that um. is the way that they do things in order to celebrate their most holy of days. They get together, they sing at the top of their lungs, they make a lot of noise with toys, and of course the Grinch, I don't know, Grinch probably doesn't believe in giant boiler monkeys, so he's like, screw you guys, I don't like noise. But he also could be like Chuck Joe, or like uh, the, the uh, Dr. Seuss himself, who didn't really get Christmas because he hated noise. And he was very, very sensitive to noise, just like us. And uh, I, I am not a big fan of a lot of extraneous noise. I don't like parades because of all the extraneous noise. I do like quiet lights. My son likes lights, but he does not like noise. So we are both very grinchy in that regard. That uh, we, we, we like, uh, you know, uh, we, presents are cool. We like sitting alone in our caves with a dog, you know, as one does if you're autistic. And we we just, yeah. I don't know, it, I'm not a big fan of the noise, but I love the lights. We love hearing from our listeners. So head over to this episode on Substack and leave us your comment. It's autisticculture, all one word, dot substack.com. That's autisticculture.substack.com. And, oh, and, yeah. and that brings us to Rudolph, because Rudolph is all about the light. Oh. And Rudolph, uh, there's that meme about, uh, you know, uh, weird unless you're, uh, you can profit somebody. I can't remember the exact phrase. Yeah, but, you if, know. If, if you're weird unless you're profitable, then we're like, if we can exploit it. 
Yes, yes, yes. And that's that's the thing right. about it because Exploit Rudolph... Exploit it for profit. Rudolph it has a natural talent. Rudolph is different. Hermes, uh, Hermie, uh, H-E-R-M-E-Y, not Hermes. I've had that argument with many people. Hermie uh, is clearly a gay human dentist, uh, not an elf. Uh, again, that's that's why the movie Elf is largely based on the Rankin-Bass uh, uh Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because, you know, Hermie, Hermie does not have pointy ears like the other elves. Uh, Hermie has whites in his eyes where the other elves just have dots, except for the elf foreman. Uh, Wait, is Hermie in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like the Christmas special? Is that, I don't know who yeah. Hermie is. Oh, yeah, 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 in the, the animated. Uh, the, He's the, the one the, who, like, motion. introduces it and tells you the story? No, that, the that's the motion. snowman. Is that who he is? That, that's that's oh. the snowman, Sam Wait. the snowman. Yeah, Hermie is an elf. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's an, an elf, elf. That, that that wants to be a dentist instead of make toys, and everybody you know mocks him for that. But his monotropic focus is on dentistry. He he loves. Yeah, you, you should check it out. Uh, they they sing. Uh, uh, the, I mean, I've the seen song. it a million times. Yeah. I do not remember a dentist. What is happening? Yeah, yeah, okay. he, yeah. He he uh, he he yanks out the abominable snowman's teeth. Because you know, oh, a dentist saves the day. I do remember that part yeah. now. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, and they sing "We're yes, a couple of misfits," I, and yeah, uh-huh. and, and that's the thing because okay. it's it is the the ultimate counterculture thing for at a, at a time when you know back in the '60s, but it very much resonates with neurodivergent people and you know people who have been excluded for being different even though our differences matter and our differences are valuable because we need dentists in the world we need bright lights in the fog because just by being like the other quote unquote normal reindeer chris santa would have failed which is ironic because right. now we get to talk about santa being autistic with uh, uh not in the rank and bass special particularly but you know there with the the meme about Santa sticks to his schedule. He has a very rigid diet. He only eats milk and cookies. Uh, what else? What else makes Santa autistic? Uh, well, he doesn't really get social clues the way he enters people's homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Going in in the middle of the night uh, d- does not make uh, any uh, other conversation. Yep. Uh, oh. Uh, he's got a, what do we call the same clothes? Like the Steve Jobs thing. He wears the same outfit. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, definitely listens to the same songs on repeat. Same, oh, yeah. Like the way that we'll listen to the same, like me with Moana. I oh, yeah. maybe did watch that 385 times in a row. Well, you have to, uh, because this is, is the also, way. It, he is also extremely like generous and i think autistic culture is very much about generosity like we are very generous with our information our knowledge and our list making so he's got a list of oh, every the single list. child the, not right? only does he make the list he checks it twice because you that, don't just make a list you, you review the list the and you review the list <laughs> uh-huh and um what else animals what about oh, animals? yes, yes. Yeah, because, you know, you don't just have one or two reindeer. You got eight reindeer, nine if you count Rudolph. Gotta so, catch them all. Gotta yeah, exactly. All. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and again, lives very isolated up in the North Pole. No other humans up there. Nice, gigantic, uh, you know, uh, very, very isolative. You know, he's he's got his elves, but, you know, that they do their own thing. The elves are meticulous about toy making. Yeah, we don't know that he has a museum, but I have a theory that in the back of the workshop, there is definitely like some of his favorite toys on display. Have you there ever must seen, be a museum in that workshop. Have you ever seen of Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore done by the people who did Superman the movie? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, that, that is my my visual representation of what the workshop looks like with all these gigantic, colorful wooden toys all over the place. I can see there being a museum of, ah, yes, uh, Rocking Horse Mark One, Rocking Horse Mark Two. Yes. Because why would you not? You know, you'd have why to. Why would you that's, not? He definitely it, had it. It's yeah, so beautiful, sure. <laughs> and I love it. And that's, uh, I, I, and these are, again, these go back to the rituals because there are, there are some things that I must do 
every year to have Christmas, watching Santa Claus the movie while eating leftovers, while drinking a Coke because of the ridiculous product placement in the movie. I have to do that at midnight uh, in the middle of the night because that's when I always watched it on, you know, WGN or something. I mean, obviously, yes. Yeah, uh, I've got to watch <laughs> Santa on the radar and I, I, I watch my, Santa on the radar with my son so we can have an idea of when Santa will be there, where Santa currently is. Santa's over Cairo right now. Oh, that's cool. Santa's over and NORAD provides these I love graphical- that NORAD. Yeah. Oh my God, how did we grow up without that? That is it's very so helpful. good. You would, we would watch the news, like the yeah. newscasters yes. would and- report right now, Santa is in Paris. Santa is now in Paris. And we believe that shit. Now on Santa, on NORAD, you can actually see the truth of where he is. Exactly, yeah, to the minute. And I've got a Santa tracking app that says, Santa will be there in 13 minutes. And I'll be like, Evans, he'll be here in 13 minutes. And Emma will be like, oh no. And we have to get to sleep in order for, yeah, yeah, because like, because, because again, the expectations, we know when Santa will be there, it's scheduled now. So, you know, we, we got to take care of that. And uh, it's these things. And so there is this old cartoon from the 1940s that I love to death uh, uh, called Peace on Earth. And I have to watch it every Christmas Eve. It's about uh, these squirrels. Uh, who uh, are singing peace on earth, goodwill to men. And uh, Grandpa Squirrel comes in and the baby squirrels are like, Grandpa, what are men? And he says, oh, there ain't any men anymore, Sonny. And he goes to recount this really graphic detail of World War II, where all the men are walking around with their gas masks and their giant guns with bayonets, shooting at each other and the bombs and everything until there are finally just two men left. And they shoot each other and there's no more men. And then the animals are like, huh, everything's peaceful now. So the animals get together and build their little town called Peaceville. And they they decide that they're going to have peace because they're going to not make the same mistakes that human made, that humans made. And therefore, there is peace on Earth. And it's one of those things that uh, it's it. When I describe it, it it sounds, well, it is post-apocalyptic. I mean, it's not, but uh, it was made in the midst of World War II uh, when, you know, all this stuff was very much at the forefront of everybody's minds. And it's it's one of those things about why we need, and we're in a a period where there's so much chaos going on in the world right now. We need peace. We need, you know, to to, the, the fighting is... It, it hurts. And this is a, a justice sensitivity thing for us because uh, when I do therapy with people, there are so many people that are just really, really devastated by all the stuff that's going on in the world. And we, we kind of need that. We, we need this peace. We need totally this period. totally bummed me out. Like, I didn't know we were going there, but expectations and i haven't actually yeah i haven't actually processed this so we're going to do therapy right here right now oh yeah um but i just figured out one of my i just completely had a therapy moment i figured out one of my that's what uh, i do you know like i know i'm like what's happening i'm getting therapy um okay so here's the thing christmas card my favorite kind of christmas cards because i'm not like Jesus-y. So I don't have like Mary and Joseph, but my favorite Christmas cards that I would always buy when I would like send out Christmas cards were like the peace dove. Oh yeah. And for many years, one of my special interests was Amnesty International because U2 brought them to a concert. Um, One of my first concerts was U2 and Amnesty International was there and I signed up and then I like was a volunteer or member or whatever it's called. I wrote letters to political prisoners. So I would buy their Christmas cards every year and they would often have this like peace dove on the cover. And the message that I would always pick wouldn't be like, may Jesus bless you at this time. Like I would always pick peace on earth. Yeah. Right. And of I think I believed it. I think I thought like, oh, Christmas. Why would I believe this? This is a terrible fucking belief. But like Christmas is a time of year 
where we have a chance at peace. Isn't there some story about like the Christmas Day ceasefire? Yes. Um, oh, I yes. Think it was yes. World War was it World War One? It was. Yeah. Day yeah. Between the Allies and the Germans, and that eventually led yeah, to and you know bayonets. And, yes. Yeah. And, and they just played football together, and you know, or, yeah. or soccer, I guess. Yeah. And that's yeah. That that's. Yeah. And it's, I it's think such every a good year story. I wait for peace to happen. And I think other people think it too. I'm like, oh, 8 billion people, obviously most of them like not actually Christians, but okay. 8 billion people. It's December 25th. This is the day we're going to get peace on earth. And I think I believed that. And like last year for Christmas, I was not, I was, I was very vocally not invited to my family's Christmas. Uh, I made it very clear. I was not wanted there. And I really thought, well, on Christmas Day, this will change because peace on earth. Like it's the day of peace. Like obviously you're going to reach out and be like, I know we've been fighting, but let's use this window of Christmas Day or I don't know, whatever, Palestine, whatever the war is, the war on transgendered people. Like, There's so many things going on. Yeah, So many things. And so I'm like, I've been so hopeful that it feels like every year my hopes get dashed for that World War I football game with the, you know, whatever, with the access of the allied powers, whatever it was, like, I keep expecting that to come and it doesn't. So I think there's like this sadness with Christmas. I was equating with like being disappointed about presents, how they're given or how they're received, like whatever. But I think peace is actually a really big. It's the one thing you really want for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, there was a song about Snoopy and the red Baron that, that, pretty much ex- did exactly that. And I love that song because of that, because it brings back to Snoopy and the Red Baron had a truce and had peace on Christmas because, you know, the finding, finding, you know, common ground to say, yeah, I don't really want to fight. I don't really want to fight either. Let's stop fighting. Cause you know, right. it's just, it's, it's one of those things. And we, we need is there some, peace. some like autistic naivety in there. Like do I don't know if I don't know if holistic people do this where it's like, oh, Christmas, peace. That's a good like question. Every time's like the first time. Like I'm like, oh, this is probably when we have peace. No. I'm, no, no. Uh, n- to, to, to this day, I'm always like, ah, oh, maybe that person who is out of my life wants to be in my life. And maybe they'll bring me a Nintendo Switch or, you know, just yeah, go right to, yeah. Correct. Or, uh, I have that maybe, too. I always say flowers. Yeah. That's my code word. I'm like, oh, flowers coming soon. Yeah. No. Uh, m- maybe people will realize that autistic people and transgender people and gay people are all human and we should not do that. And no, it's, it's no. one of those things. And no. and that's that's why we need hope. We We need hope when we need peace and we need, we need all these things that, you know, to give us that sense of security. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I really, really hope that everyone here finds all that this year or at some point because we need it to live. And and that's a big reason why I, I wrote to uh, 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 anyone who has heard the episode about Autistica. Uh, I, I'm very proud of it. Uh, hopefully it will be published at some point in the relatively near future. Uh, but uh, this, the second book uh, is The Christmas Dragon, because again, when, when we were going through Christmas in the park, my son, uh, there's, there's that dragon there. And my son decided that the Christmas dragon, because of virtue of having lights, is an integral part of Christmas. So he decided that Santa doesn't bring presents. The Christmas dragon does. That uh, the tooth fairy doesn't, you know, bring coins. The tooth dragon does. The Easter dragon, the birthday dragon, he, he would go to the Lego store and one time at the Lego store, he really wanted, uh, you know, he was, he wanted the Lego Eiffel Tower. And, uh, this little girl said, this little girl, maybe five said, you can get it for your birthday. And, uh, my son said, the birthday dragon will bring the Eiffel Tower. And this little girl looks at her mother and said, mom, did you know there's a birthday dragon? <laughs> it's like, bring it, bringing the message of the dragons to the masses. So, 
Uh, uh, To wrap up uh, today's uh, uh, episode, I want to read it for you. And hopefully it's uh, something that uh, might uh, resonate with the rest of you because it's all about being autistic at Christmas. And uh, uh, I I hope that you like it. All right, here we go. Not too long ago, in a place not too far, there was a young boy who rode in a car. His mom and his dad, with the best of intentions, brought the boy to the mall to fulfill their traditions. For there was, at the mall, you see, a strange jolly man who sat by a tree. The boy was then told to sit on the man's lap and tell the strange man what presents to wrap. The boy had one passion, all days and most nights. This boy's monotropism focused on lights. The boy thought and he thought, and the boy thought some more. How to tell the great Santa he wanted lights from the store. The boy stared right at Santa, and then the boy cried. For the boy could not speak, no matter how hard he tried. The boy felt very bad, and he needed to run. This trip to see Santa was just not any fun. The family went home, the boy was cuddled and fed, and the mood was quite somber as they readied for bed. When the lights were all off and the house was asleep, the boy still wasn't drowsy, so he counted some sheep. As the boy nodded off, he was startled awake. Something huge shook the room. Perhaps an earthquake? The boy ran downstairs and then ran outside. What he found in the yard made his eyes open wide. It was quite big and quite tall. It had a tail that was wagging. For the boy had just met the one and only Christmas dragon. The dragon explained it had been at the mall and seen the boy's visit meltdown and all. Dragons are no strangers to great big emotions, for they tend to breathe fire and can also cry oceans. Autistic and dragons and autistic boys share the same pain and share the same joys. Because of this bond, the dragon had riffed, the boy got a new chance at a great Christmas gift. The boy was surprised but took it in stride, although his great joy was too big to hide. The boy wanted one thing, just one thing caught his eye. He confidently stood and pointed up at the sky. The dragon looked at the boy and then far away, for the dragon could see what would brighten the day. The dragon flew off with immense strength and power, and when it came back, it brought an electric tower. The boy, while surprised, shook his head at the thing. This was not what he wanted the dragon to bring. The dragon flew off again and was gone for an hour. And when it returned, it brought the Eiffel Tower. The boy shook his head. That still wasn't right. He pointed once more straight at a light. The dragon then realized what the boy really needed. And this was a job in which the dragon exceeded. The dragon's name was Lightonius. You could just call it Lighten. And this dragon was special. It was a light-covered titan. The dragon huffed and it puffed and held its breath for a bit. And all of a sudden, this dragon was lit. The dragon's horns and its spikes lit up every hue. The boy basked in the glow. What a marvelous view. The boy was so happy, the dragon lit up the night. After such a rough day, Lighten made everything right. It was all the boy wanted. He grinned from ear to ear. The only thing better, Lighten promised to come back every year. The boy made a new friendship that would last for all time. May you find your own dragon who tells your story in rhyme. Merry Christmas from Autistica. So, yeah, that was... Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. It it was very much written for my son in particular, and we've read that around 150 times. But uh, I, I really hope. Excellent. That sounds like the right. I, I really hope that other people <laughs> like it and other people, uh, you know, get a kick out of it. And it, uh, the Christmas dragon can be one of your honored autistic and uh, Christmas uh, traditions. And because, again, you know, the great thing about dragons, it, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, what other holidays you celebrate. You can fit a Diwali dragon in. You can fit uh, a Passover dragon. You can fit all sorts of dragons in to whatever your traditions have. So uh, dragons dragons. are universal. You might have Kwanzaa. You might have eight dragons. Oh, yes. It can be a whole festival of dragons. I like a festival of dragons. 
We love sharing stories of autistic culture. And if you are seeing yourself in any of these stories and you're wondering if maybe you're one of us or maybe you're already diagnosed or self-diagnosed and you want to know if Matt can help you live your life better and be more authentically autistic, check out his website at mattlowerylpp.com. That's Matt, M-A-T-T, Lowry, L-O-W-R-Y. And then that LPP, it stands for Licensed Psychological Practitioner. So head on over to mattlowrylpp.com and learn more about working with my buddy, Matt. Oh my goodness. Well, you guys, Christmas is all the things. If you are celebrating We hope that you either had or have an amazing day. If you are listening to this in July, just know that's fine. Emmett is also making Matt read the Christmas dragon story in in July as well. Dragons do not adhere to human schedules. It's it's seasonal. Exactly. Wherever you're listening. What was your favorite part about being autistic this week? Well, I had a I had a big win, which I'm taking into the holidays. Obviously, we are not recording this on Christmas Day. And I had a big win that I'm taking into the holidays, which is I went on a trip and I pre-planned all of my accommodations, like as if I was doing uh, like a school IEP. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll need extra test time. I'm going to need headphones. Like, what am I going to need to make school (laughs) successful? So this happened to be a beach vacation and I am not a beach person. I, I like looking at nature, but I really like shocker going to museums and libraries and, um, high tea inside in a room with books. No kidding. Would have never expected that. Yeah. Shockers. As opposed to sand and lizards and birds and insects and fire eating ants. It was, there was a lot. So anyway, I really focused on packing all the things I thought would help me. I also pre-read all of the menus and like knew what I was going to order everywhere. And, um, I like my packing was super on point because I knew like when I wanted long pants, when I wanted long sleeves, I like knew it would be hot. So I had to get long sleeves, but also very like lightweight. And I didn't put, which a lot of times what I'll put first is like how I should look. Like everyone's going to be wearing this. I should wear this to match everyone. But I actually, I still fit in fine, but I like first took care of my sensory needs. And usually I have like a lot of meltdowns and burnout, Uh, not not burnout on the trip, burnout after. I always say I need a vacation from vacations. So this was like a group vacation and I felt the most prepared I have ever felt. I had my loop. I'm, I'm a new loop fan loop. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, we would love to have you. We would. It would be a fantastic Uh, partnership. Oh my God. It would be a fantastic partnership. So we did, I had loop um, for the whole like flight and airport made such a huge difference, like such a huge difference. And then I, we went on um, a very bumpy, like ATV ride and I had noise canceling earphones with music, which really helped. And I also had like, there was a lot of bumping And this is weird, but one of my friends who's holistic and such an ally, and she's always asking me questions about autism, like she never gets bored with the topic, which is amazing. She bought me a purse that's like a popper's purse. Oh, I've seen those. Yes. Yeah. So I had my hand in my purse and I had a little fuzzy in my purse. So it was like super soft. And then I was doing poppers. 
So when I was getting bumped, because I was like getting bumped on my arm a lot, which makes me murderous. Yeah. Like yeah, violations of personal murderous. space there. I hate being bumped. Yeah. I hate being bumped. And so, but when I was popping, I was cut like completely distracted by popping. And I like enjoyed this. I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I would pick a museum or a library, but I didn't have any meltdowns. I wasn't, I didn't embarrass myself. Like I felt like I really genuinely enjoyed all the things. And we did, um, this was a little more expensive, but like we rented cabanas when we went to um, the beach. So I didn't have to deal with sand. Like there was a floor and I was on the beach, but I was on the beach in a room with a floor and a couch. I sat, I was still outside, but there was a couch and a floor. So anyway, I just want to say like learning about my sensory needs and learning how to get myself the accommodations I need yes. has led to like so much more ease and joy and uh, just less have you tried suffering. Yeah, yeah. Like that, I think that was my approach to group trips. Like, okay, 50% of this is going to be suffering, but you'll get to say you went to Germany. Like you'll get to see the Eiffel Tower. But I, it was very low on suffering. I would say we're at sub 1% suffering. That's magnificent. In order to have the good things. Uh, yes. This is the way. So, and so- Going into Christmas, it's the same exact planning for me. Now I'm like, okay, I know what Christmas is. What do I need? What supports do I need? Like I'm I'm doing the IEP. There's no committee, you know, may, and if you're working with a therapist, this is a, some, a great thing to do with your therapist or, um, you know, if you have another support system. But for me, I'm like, I really learned a lesson this week that, I need to prepare a support plan for going to the DMV. Yes. For going to the courthouse, like for going to the post office. Like the more I can understand what my own support needs are. And I don't know about like the milestones. Like they're not, I'm not trying to get better. Like I, in the IEPs, at least in my kids' individualized education plans for our non US listeners, it would say like, the goal is this. And look, if it's reading, I get it. The goal is to be able to read alone for five minutes or like, I don't have a goal to like improve anything. I'm just like, here are the supports to make it fun. I'm not trying to make it better here. Are just the supports I need to enjoy this activity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is, this is magnificent. And I hope that everyone else does the same because that, you, you deserve it. You deserve to not suffer. You deserve to have enjoyable experiences and go off with other people while maintaining, a, a, you know, a stable meat body so that you're not constantly hurt by the world around you. Yeah. So that is our Christmas wish for you guys. That is our Christmas wish for you. May you have a stable meat body for more than 50% of this holiday experience. <laughs> that is my goal. We want to hear about it. Uh, we would love to see your comments, hear about your Christmas traditions. Tell us what works. Um, it's a little confusing if you don't know the Substack platform. So I'm just going to give you a quick little primer here because maybe over the holidays you can check this out. Um, we tell you to go to autisticculture.substack.com. When you do, you see this page that sort of in my brain tells you to go away. <laughs> like there's a page that basically says, give me your email address. And the RSD kicks in this. or, or the, the, uh, the uh, uh, yeah, PDA kicks the PDA in. Kicks yeah, in. and you're like, no. I'm like, no, I was just trying to go and see this podcast. Why are you telling me you need my email address? Like go away. Yeah. There is a button on that page. So on that, like whatever blocker page that trying to force you to give us your email address. We'd love your email address if you feel comfortable, but Substack creates that page. We don't create it, but I did get to change the copy okay. and it says something on there. Like if you don't feel like giving us your email address, just hit skip and it'll let you into the page. Yeah. So it is small print. TDA I didn't friendly. get to decide the size of the print, um, but you don't have to give us your email address. That will put you in there and you'll see all of our podcasts listed. You can navigate to this podcast. 
You'll see the show notes. You'll see related shows. So episodes we've talked about here. And 100% of people, whether you are a paid subscriber or, or just coming in there for free, you can comment right in there. That is the best place to comment. So people ask me, where do I leave a comment? This week alone, I have gotten emails at me at AngelaLoria.com, at Angela at DifferencePress.com, at info at AutisticCulturePodcast.com. All of you have messaged me on all different platforms, giving me your comments on the show. I try and get back to you wherever you find me. And I'm sure Matt's getting messages too at all the places. Um, where we love to comment is on Substack. If you put your comments there, that makes it easier for us to manage. We'll still try and get back to you no matter what. But uh, it's a little bit of an effort. But once you figure out Substack, it's just a website platform where we post our podcast episodes. So you can also leave us a rating on Spotify. You can leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be the best Christmas present or either that or get Matt a shiny shiny something. I like shiny things. A shiny dragon. Send us shiny dragons. But if you do not want to buy us a shiny dragon, which is absolutely fine, what you can do is rate us on on Spotify, review us on Apple Podcasts, or sign up for our free Substack account. If any of that is confusing, track us down. We would love to help you do any of these things and make you a part of our community. And better yet, if you want to have some private time with Matt and I in our Ask Me Anythings, if you want to be in our private book club, if you want uh, discounts on our Tee Public merchandise, you can upgrade for a paid membership. And you'll see all the details on autisticculture.substack.com. So, Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and we will see you back here in 2024. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Autistic Culture Podcast. If you like this show, you can help other people find it by taking a few minutes to rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about writing your book with me at differencepress.com. That's difference, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E, press, P-R-E-S-S dot com. Or getting a psychological evaluation or consult with me at www.mattlowrylpp.com. That's M-A-T-T, Matt Lowry, L-O-W-R-Y, L-P-P, as in licensed psychological practitioner dot com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, no one ever changed the world by being like everyone else. Special thanks to our content manager, River Robbins, and Aaron Stoner, our producer for making us look and sound good. Thank you.